Uh, what's good, people? It's your brother Pushing Plates. And, of course, Street Fit. We're back with the livest and one of the best podcasts known to man, woman, and child, Weekly Goals and Gains. And uh, today we're coming with a special guest appearance by a friend of ours, mutual friend Matt. He's got an excellent, excellent story. And you'll know we're always coming with some he- hot and heavy, juicy information. But the main objective is to motivate, elevate, and educate. So let's get it going. What's going on, Street Fit? What's going on, Matt? Not too much, man. Hey. Just uh, just here chilling right now. Had an epic uh, shoulder workout last night. Left me aching this morning, but uh, I'm still here. <laughs> what about oh, you, man? Yeah. Hey, good morning, guys. Thanks. Yeah, you know what? I had a killer arm day yesterday, so I'm sitting here having a nice breakfast, and uh, I can still feel them twitching this morning, so I'm feeling good. Excellent. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Matt... Um, thank you first and foremost for uh, coming on our show. Um, yeah, I, I know uh, I've done some research. Unfortunately, I'm unable to meet you personally, but you and Street Fit have some history. And um, I was just truly inspired by your story and, um, you know, your words of inspiration. I, I think that they need to touch a lot of other people. And that's why it was a joint agreement between me and Street to have you on the show. Um, so if you could, you know, start off with giving us a little bit of history on yourself what brought you to fitness and uh you know we'll go from there hey good morning guys thanks for having me on i i, I really appreciate it absolutely um you know both of you guys are uh, are people that i look to for inspiration and so i i really appreciate talking to you and it's, it's a real honor thank you man thank you yeah um you know for me um i guess just to give a, a brief overview is uh you know i i live my life uh as an overweight person, uh, as long as I can remember. Um, I don't remember a time where I ever felt um, not overweight. Um, and, uh, and, and that, you know, just kind of compounded over the years. And, and I realized uh, that maybe I was never going to be in shape and I would never be able to lose the weight. And so I think that probably like a lot of people, I just gave up. And, um, you know, just started living my life the way that I wanted to live. And um, what that culminated to for me was uh, in my early 30s, um, I had a a really bad health scare. Um, I was smoking. I was living very unhealthy. And uh, it led me to have a um, a slight kidney failure that landed me in the hospital. That's an eye-opener. Huge eye-opener. And, and to, to clarify, I was not using any type of drugs or anything that would have caused an injury. Um, my drug for me was, was, you know, food and overeating of, you know, this bad stuff. Right. So sorry to interrupt you, Matt, but once you got to that point, you said in your early thirties, late twenties, once you got to that point where you just got comfortable and you accepted saying, Hey, I'm overweight. And you got comfortable with that. Do you think that you're, um, eating habits accelerated even worse and they went more deep off track. And then it wasn't until your uh, scare is what really opened your eyes. For sure. Without a doubt. Um, you know, you might see on TV, they, they talk about people who are overeating and, and things and, and it's, and it's absolutely true. Um, I got to a point where it, it didn't matter to me anyway in my mind. So if I felt like eating pizza, I was going to eat pizza. And after I was done that, if I wanted to have ice cream, I was going to have ice cream and, and I wasn't going to have a scoop. I was going to have the whole thing. 
uh, it was just never, it was never enough. And you just, um, it, it, it didn't matter because it didn't matter if I was going to eat 5,000 calories today or, or 10,000, it, it made no difference. So it's still going to be the end result. Yeah. Yeah, the the end result it, it didn't matter, um, and and you know you work past what you don't realize is that it's the thing that's making you sick. You're you're sick to your stomach. You're waking up. You're not feeling good. You're tired, but you don't realize because you never ever stop. Right, and I, I think the key to this one, you know, this uh, this topic right now is never get complacent, never get comfortable, and just accepting. Always continue to push. Um, you know, it, it's definitely a mindset, you know, if you could take it back to people with, uh, who, and they get institutionalized, it's, it's completely a mindset. And that's why it's able, you know, I have several friends that have, you know, went through the storm, weathered through the storm several years. And they say that once you're there, you, you know, 80% of the people come back. It's not true. And that's why I was so interested in having you come here, you know, is because you are making a significant difference. I see that, you know, not only the mind and not only the physical physicalities of you know your progress but the mental you can see it through your post you know what i mean i went all the way back from the first one and you can really see the rise in in your confidence and i think that's awesome that's truly changing within self you know i appreciate that you know when for me i'm always 100 percent honest and 100 percent upfront. uh i became very comfortable uh being uncomfortable in my own skin that's powerful. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very powerful. Stuck in a rut, man. I was, but I was, uh, there, there are definitely ways. Yeah, I was totally stuck. And go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, about no that. worries. And, you know, I was totally stuck. And, and there was nothing that anyone was going to say or do to change my mind. Because to me, I had already lost. And so I stopped even playing the game. Yeah. 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 I mean, sometimes, sometimes when you feel you're down and out, you know, it's just. I, I totally feel it. You know, it, come, it comes in all different ways. But, you know, when it comes to health and things like that, I'm sure Street can attest to it. You know, Street's super knowledgeable when it comes to, you know, going past the limits and beyond and achieving things. And uh, that's clear as day. I mean, what do you think about this, Street? What I mean, what you uh, Basically, like, you hit the nail on the head. Like, once you get comfortable uh, living a certain lifestyle, it can take everything in you to pull yourself out of that. I'm just glad that uh, you saw that. Um, and I think the major thing, major takeaway here is basically it may sound corny or whatever, but you're ultimately in control of you. Like nobody can make a change for you. You have to decide when and yeah. where yeah. you want to make that change. Yeah. You, you know, the, the, the hardest thing that I always see or, or that I thought about was that, um, and I don't blame it on anyone else, because I'll tell you up front, I, I'm an honest person. It is 100% my fault. I can't blame anyone else. It was me. It was not anyone else's fault. It was not the food's fault. It was not, you know, the restaurant's fault. It was anyone's fault. But I can tell you this for a fact is that everyone around you, when you live like that, also becomes complacent because they don't want to hurt your feelings because they're your friends, right? Yes. You took the words right out of my mouth, Matt. Um, It's a a key element is surrounding yourself in order, you know, putting your place in a position that you want to achieve. So, you know, changing your your habits and, and who you surround yourself with is very, very vital because if the people who truly love you are sitting there and watching you do this to yourself, 
then sincerely they don't love you. You know what I mean? Or I can take that back. You know, it's it's a it's a gray area in between because they can love you, but they don't want to interfere and say, hey, Matt, this is what's going on because maybe Matt's got a temper and nobody wants to see that bad side. So forth and so on. So you can't really blame it on anyone else. Do you really think it? Do you think it's like actually a physical addiction, almost like a drug, the food, or is it just a boredom and you just it's just a habit, just like picking up a cigarette? I'd like to say it's a mix of both, but I'll be completely honest with myself. And it is absolutely an addiction. It is no different than smoking cigarettes or alcohol or or any type of drug you choose, because your brain can't get enough. Your body can't get enough. And no matter what anyone says or no matter what your conscience says and says, this is wrong, you can't do this, you're going to do it anyway. It doesn't matter. So it's actually a feeling of you constantly feeling yes, hungry? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all in your head. It's, it's a mind thing. Wow, that's, that's insane. That's the first time I've ever heard it from that perspective. Um, I, like, I, I don't know, Street, he, he does his protein shakes. I live by them. Um, and I'm, I'm constantly trying to gain weight and get bigger and bigger. So we're definitely on the opposite ends of the spectrum. But um, in regards to like the, the protein shakes, when I train my body to consume a, a larger number or grams of protein per day, and then I break it down when I'm dieting, um, my body craves it tremendously. So I think I have a vast, you know, taste of what you guys maybe go through on a 24 hour period. And that's insane. Every morning I wake up, you know, I, I my body feels like it. I'm, I don't know. I just really it's screaming for food, and it, it's really weird. I couldn't imagine having that feeling. So, you know, hats off to you for overcoming that, man. Yeah, and you know, and, and you know, just to say, and I appreciate that, and and I always take everything that everyone has to say to heart, and I reflect on it, and and I and I just say this, like any other addiction, whether it be drugs or alcohol or what have you, um, I have not overcome it yet. And, and I don't think that I ever will overcome it. Um, just like an, right. just like an alcoholic couldn't hang out at a bar. Um, I have to be very, very careful about what I eat and, and what I surround myself with, because in the drop of a hat, I could go right back to it. No problem. And I know that every single day. So yeah. I notice you yeah. do a lot of traveling. How does, how do your past eating habits, um, affect your traveling <laughs> well i'll tell you first and foremost um trying to go on an airplane <laughs> when at, at my heaviest weight i weighed 415 pounds wow okay. what's your current weight man so i i'm six it's, foot I'm... one and to today i weigh in at 364 pounds Woo! big numbers right there yeah. brother yeah good yeah. shit yeah. good shit making some progress and, and Fuck yeah. this is this is all a result of not there's no fad diets there's there's no there's no pills there's there's no nothing the only thing that it equates to is is better nutrition and hard work that's yeah, it pure, pure will and determination that's what it's all about <laughs> absolutely so so to 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 go to that at 415 pounds when i walked on an airplane first off i was kind of um I was almost embarrassed to be there. Right. You know, yeah. you, you don't feel like you belong with, with everyone else in society because you're, you're so everyone else. And, um, you know, it's, you get on an airplane, you need the, you need the seatbelt to make it bigger. You know, they got to give you a thing to make the seatbelt bigger. Mm -hmm. And, 
And to, to be quite frank with you, I know you guys, I listen to your podcast, so I know you're okay with this, but I say pounds of shit in a five pound bag, you, would. You, know, you know, because you just burst say that again. That seat Sorry? You're uncomfortable. You, you, <laughs> you feel like 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And, Keep it 100, and, baby. And it's not comfortable. Yeah, and it's not comfortable. And, and um, with, that, with that traveling thing, my, my wife is, is French. So she eats very well, and and she she um you know she doesn't have a problem with weight or anything like mm-hmm. that. And when we would go to places like we would go to France, generally people don't eat like that. They eat a lot of fucking pastries and shit. I had a French girlfriend at one point. <laughs> I'm familiar with the French man. <laughs> you got to be careful with them too. Lots of cream and shit, man. You, a lot of cream and yep. butter. But I'm gonna tell you this. Um, for for all of that it, it really comes down to you know how much of something you're having and and you know we live a lifestyle here of like more 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 big portions you know big plates and stuff like that and it's 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 that but you know for me i would get to these places and immediately just like you say when your body is used to something I craved this stuff and I was missing it. And just like a drug, it, it was reminding me all the time that I wasn't having yeah, it. Yeah, it was calling you. I know exactly what you're saying, man. That's crazy. It's calling you. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, you know, so I would always notice when I go on holidays, I would lose weight. And, and it started kind of putting it into my mind. I'm like, you know, obviously I'm doing something wrong because every time I come out of my comfort zone, out of my element, my house, um, I'm having a physical change in my body. So, so what's going on? Is it me or is it the way I'm living? Right. It started the gears turning that it was a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So, so your main mm-hmm. basis on your, your uh, current success and, you know, future success, cause it's an ongoing battle. Um, but you, you know, you're, you're on the right track and I salute you a hundred, but do you think the main focal point around that would be uh, basically portion control and then making sure you're getting a, a very clean source of each nutrient that you're obtaining at that point. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you said to surround yourself with, with people that, that can motivate you and lift you up. Right. And that's what I do. And um, some people that I look up to, you know, street being one of yes. them um, absolutely was, was very adamant in the beginning. He was, he was someone that supported me from, from day zero. Oh, yeah. A guy, a guy I don't know, I, I'd never met before, and and all of a sudden he starts messaging me, and he says, you know, you can do it, and and you know, uh, he even I, I mentioned this to him before. Um, the the biggest thing to me, a huge motivating part to me, was my first very first day that I went to the gym. Yep. I ran into Street at the gym, and he came over. And spoke to me and he says, you know what, man, what you're doing is great. And, you know, keep to it. And anything that you need, any question you have, any anything at all, you come to me. That's what it's all about, man. And I'm willing to help you out. That's that's what it's all about. That's what sincerely we're all about, man. It happens to me all the time at the gym. I know it happens to street all the time at the gym. Um, and I've never gotten a negative response. You know, it's just it's so dope what we're doing streets. You know, I, I had to throw it out there. You know, thank you to everyone for the continued support. Uh, and you see that we're making changes, Matt. You know, keep going, brother. 
Yeah, and you know, and and people like you guys are exactly what we need around to support people um, because so many people um, will want to cut people down and and make themselves feel better, mm-hmm. and 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 people like like you guys are there to lift those people back up, and and it's so important because the mindset. Um, just as nutrition for me is 70% of the pie yeah. and, and, and exercise is 30%, the mindset is 90%. If you don't have the right mindset, you're, you're failing before you even hit, you know, before your feet hit the floor. Right, right, right. right. So, so with one question mm-hmm. I do have too. Um, you know how some people, they, they supplement a doctor will give you a prescription, you know, for something to uh, mask your alcoholism, so forth and so on. Do you think that, fitness is becoming your new addiction and you're channeling that. So is it, is it ultimately you're substituting one addiction for another? Cause I know a lot of people use the fitness industry. They say, Oh, well, you know, for- it's where I go to have peace of mind. Um, is, is that, is, is that how you look at it? Yeah. You know, it's, it's a twofold approach for me. Um, number one, is it something that keeps me on track and I've traded, my um what i think maybe is like my bad lifestyle choices for like better lifestyle choices um but but number two is um i had the the life scared out of me and and um i was given a second chance to to do better and that's why it's important to me so i've taken all of those bad things that i've done and i'm trying to turn them into positive and and so i use the gym for sure um as as a substitute for for some of those bad things that i was enjoying before or maybe not enjoying but i thought i wasn't but what about the results like are you getting that that hunger because because you see that you've leaped such a huge fence already are you continuously reaching like you know sometimes we get in peaks and plateaus in the fitness world and you know i don't i know some people get deterred well shit, i'm doing this you're familiar with it. You've been doing it long enough to where you understand switching up your routines and, you know, keeping your body guessing is going to be with constantly keeping it responding. Yeah, you know, I try to stay humble about it and, and, and I try to keep my eye on the prize. And I don't think I haven't reached my goal yet. Um, but something that keeps driving me forward because you do lose that motivation. Right. You do think that maybe I've, I've done enough and I'm feeling better and, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. But you had mentioned, uh, we spoke earlier about uh, feeling confident taking pictures. Right. As, as an overweight person, I can tell you that you will never, ever feel confident taking a picture. Because you see everything that you don't want to see when that picture gets taken. You see, you see your belly, you know, you, you see, pick it apart. You um, pick it apart worse than, than someone yeah. else would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, you could look at it and you could point out every flaw. And I'll tell you that I see 10 more. Yeah. I got to say, like, and, from uh, my perspective of things, I, I do that even right now. with the condition I'm in. So I think it's, uh, it's not just a overweight thing. I think. I think everybody struggles from a little bit of body dysmorphia. Dysmorphia, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you, Hunter Street. Um, I, I definitely, um, I've never been diagnosed, Street. I don't know if you have personally, um, nope. but I, I definitely know that I have that hardcore when it comes to like my physique, where you know I, I constantly get, you know, you're, you're great and you can do this. You will not be great, but you know, people say, you know, you look, you're in shape and so forth and so on, and give me compliments. 
And you know, when I'm when I'm at 260, I feel great because I'm big and huge. But I look better at 212, and it's it's I'm never happy. So yeah, it, I think everybody maybe deals with that a little bit. It's just personal self complexes that are developed throughout your, your course of life. Yeah, I think it's especially tough in the fitness industry in general because everyone's trying to to be their best. Right. Or be something that they're not per se. You know what I mean? Trying exactly. to fit in yeah. and, and that too. That's where your shit is awesome, Matt, where it's like, all right, you can get so comfortable and say, Hey, I don't give a fuck what people think. You know what I mean? I don't care if I'm huge, I don't care if I'm fucking Rebecca skinny or whatever, but at the same time, I, I'm happy with within myself and you, you can't get comfortable. You have to constantly be moving forward in some, in some which way or form. Yeah. You know, and, and just to touch on that too, um, as far as it goes for me, for my entire life, um, it'll always be the same attitude for me. I really don't give a shit what people think about me and I am who I am. And uh, everything that I do is for me and, and my family and my health. And, uh, and that's most important to me. But that not giving a fuck attitude is the same attitude that got you in trouble with, you know, the, the, the food and things like that, correct? Ab- absolutely. Absolutely. Right. And, and it's something that I try to keep in yeah. check. Um, and, uh, and, and just like you said, I try to focus that in other areas. Yes. So please, everyone that's listening and tuning in, you know, make sure you look at it from both sides. You know, um, there, there are three lights at every, you know, stop sign for a reason. It gives you three choices. So don't just pick the first one and shoot, you know, really analyze your situation and, uh, make progression in a positive manner for sure. Um, so what are your, what is your goal? right now Matt so my goal um currently today is um is I'm still just trying to cut weight um I've done a very good job of um building a nice base layer of strength and muscle um and right now I'm trying to cut down my my ultimate goal is I've got about um 64 pounds that I would like to lose um and, and that's my goal. Ideally, in the next year, um, I would be uh, under 300 pounds is, is kind of my goal to be there. Yeah. And, and you're still, how many days a week are you training and what kind of training are you doing? I hit, I hit the gym six days a week. Um, just like the Lord, I take Sunday off. <laughs> nice. Good man, good man. Praise the Lord. <laughs> And, um, you know, um, my training schedule um, is, is something I try to vary all the time. Um, I didn't uh, I didn't want to get stuck being someone that purchases, a, you know, a training program offline from someone that doesn't know me. So um, actually me and uh, my friend Norm, who, who comes to the gym with me every single day of the week, uh, we've been working on a program together. Um, and it's a, it's a mix of, uh, you know, some days we're doing isolations where this week, for example, we're isolating your arms yesterday, today, chest, moral back. Um, and then we have weeks where we're doing compound exercises, um, and, and circuits and things like that to try to always keep it fresh and new so that we don't get complacent and always doing the same, keeping the the same workout. You're yeah, definitely tuned in. You're definitely dialed in, Matt. For sure, for sure. You're definitely dialed in, man. You, you, you know, it sounds like you're, you're killing it, bro. 
Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Oh yeah, man. You gotta you gotta see this guy work. Like that's the reason why I approached him that uh day in the gym. I was like he was he was it was one of the days, you know, and you probably had these days, uh, Mickey, where it's like uh you're not in it. Yeah. You know, like you're right. there but you're going through the motions and I glance over and I see this guy, bigger guy, just killing it. And I was He's like, smashing on everybody. Yeah, that's that writing <laughs> shit, man. I see you're a fucking monster too, man. Um, you know what? You know, said definitely um one thing that I would say that's helped me tremendously, a word of advice um to you, you know, just sharing what's helped me, um, is definitely setting goals. You know, um I, I know that you're already doing that, you know, you said, you know, the sixty four pounds, but like I see your size and shit like that. And you being a man that was over 400 pounds at one point, things like that, that means that your body's accustomed to carrying over a 400-pound load on a consistent basis. And you were still agile and were able to move at that weight, correct? Yeah, I was, which was very surprising. So listen, if you get down to your goal of 300 pounds per se and things like that, your strength is going to skyrocket. I I don't know if you personally have yet, but have you tested those waters as far as your strength? And things like that, because the only thing that you've struggled with is weight. But setting, getting in sm- small, like powerlifting meets and things like that, it, it can just give you so such a sense of accomplishment. You know what I mean? Like I took a couple state records last year and things like that. And setting those goals because your body's already naturally accustomed to doing that, Matt. So, so now when you drop down to a weight that's normal or average per se to these, you know, normal fucking people that, that we are, you know, or they are. Um, mm-hmm. You, you, you might be able to do phenomenal things. Yeah, and, you know, I've been touching on it a little bit. Um, I've been working my way into it. Um, and, uh, and you know, I'm, I'm not in there sleeping on it. I understand that my body is used to, when I get up out of a chair, was, was picking up 415 pounds. Right, that's right? what I'm saying. So, so my legs are hella strong, yep. you know. And, and, and I don't sleep on that. So when we're doing lag day, um, you know, my buddy Norm, who's there with me, uh, he's struggling because I'm, I'm, I'm doing calf raises at three nine, right. You know, and, and, and he's saying, man, I can't keep up with you at that, man. I got to take some, some of that weight off there. Right. So, so yeah, I do, I do. And, and ultimately a goal of mine is to is to maybe show some of that strength and, and maybe go into a, a, a light competition or, or something along those lines. It's super achievable. Even our local things, you know, just there's smaller ones, even just challenging yourself or some buddies um, or just even sometimes being the baddest motherfucker in the room. You know what I mean? Because ultimately it's like you're going from the average Joe to, to a superstar because there's going to be a day. I feel it, man. I see your work street. You know, he's commending by, you know what I mean? He's standing behind you hundred percent. I haven't seen it personally, but, I, I know where street says he's going hard, Mike, he's fucking going hard, you know? So just be the baddest motherfucker in the gym, you know, let, every, exactly. let everybody yeah. know, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm a big fucking grizzly bear and I'm sorry you guys are up there and you know, it's, it's cold <laughs> out there. Now, I know that I know they don't like no fucking little guys out there in Canada. <laughs> you know, they don't want no fucking skinny minis. <laughs> yeah you know i walk into the gym the same way street walks into the gym like i own that fucking place mm-hmm. right and that's that's my place and and for the next hour and a half or two hours you got to watch out for me because you know i'm working out right now. right yeah that's exactly it yeah. it's a mindset man yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, and, and, uh, and, and a huge driver for me every time that I go in and, and I mentioned this earlier was um, I, I had a, I had a massive change in my life due to a health scare. And so sometimes, you know, as Street mentioned, you know, those days when you're just in the gym going through the motions and, you know, you're just there because you have to be or you feel like you have to right. be. Um, it's those days that I remember, you know, laying in a hospital bed in, in the ICU, hooked up to oxygen and, and not able to move and not able to breathe. Um, that, that drives me to work hard because I say, you're, you're lucky to be here. You're lucky to be as mobile as you are. And, and you're lucky that, that you were able to get up out of that bed and start moving again. So I use that as a motivation for those days when I'm feeling, you know, less than, less than a beast. Hell yeah. Ding, ding, ding. You guys already heard him. You guys already fucking heard him. Matt just said it. Use the negative shit that you guys have gone through to motivate you. Channel back to those yeah. channel back to those memories and supersede them. Make them better. Turn them into positive. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, there is absolutely, and, and if I can tell this, I don't know how many people are listening that were in the position that I was in, or maybe maybe they don't even have to be in that position. Maybe you're just a little bit overweight. But if, if I can say one thing is that there is absolutely no excuse why you can't get up and move. It can be anything. If you can't stand up on your feet, because you're too heavy and your back hurts or, or something like that, there's something you can do. You can lift your hands above your head and, and the, you, you've got to find something to motivate you to move because the movement, the flexibility, um, the, the, the ability to, for us to get up and, and do something, that is what our youth is built of. That, that is what makes us alive. Oh yeah. Well said. What? It's 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 uh it's such a change for me. My my life has changed one hundred percent for the positive um, since I started down this journey. And your wife is a hundred percent supportive. Oh my! I I couldn't ask for a more supportive wife. Um, she she makes sure that uh, that I that I get up in the morning and and I go to the gym. Mm -hmm. um, she. she she makes sure that um, she makes sure that there's someone there to always say, "You're looking great. Look, you know, look how great you look." And and she's uh, always, uh, you know, telling me to buy new clothes and things that fit better. So very supportive, a hundred percent. I I couldn't imagine doing it without. Yeah. That's shout out, shout out to all the uh, solid wives, man. Miss Pushing Plates, Zaina over there, and uh, Matt's wonderful wife supporting him all the way. But shout out to all the ladies too, man. We're really lifting their guys up and standing behind them, overcoming things like this, man. Um, you guys keep doing it. The ones that aren't, pay attention. So, on your typical day, Matt, like, uh, what are your, what are your, what does your nutrition look like? Like, what, what was the biggest change for you, nutrition-wise? So, um, first off, I'll say, you know, I'm not perfect like anybody. And oh, I'm for me, I'm a work perfect. in progress. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that, I'm perfect. I'm really, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm really, I'm really a work in progress every day. So um, I won't lie to anyone and I won't sell any bullshit that's not true. Um, I still eat um, if, if I'm going out with friends and we're going to have uh, to a restaurant, you know, we're going to have a hamburger or something. I still eat that. 
I still have it. I just have it in, in moderation mm -hmm. now. So um, generally my day for me, you know, looks like um, uh, a light breakfast when I get up. Um, that could be either uh, eggs, um, maybe two or three eggs, uh, a little bit of salt and pepper, um, easy on the salt, uh, heavier on the pepper, and uh, uh, or maybe some oatmeal, um, black coffee, and uh, a huge thing that I use, I, I say there's no shortcuts or supplements, but uh, I have apple cider vinegar for, for breakfast every morning, uh, two tablespoons and a glass of water, and uh, that gets my day started. And um, that's meal one of about uh, four or five that I try to have in a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, how long, I'm sorry, uh, how long have you been doing the uh, apple cider vinegar? I've been on the apple cider vinegar for about eight months now. And do you do you notice a difference? It doesn't uh, mess with your esophagus, or like your, your stomach, your digestion, or anything like that. It doesn't upset your stomach. Um, you know what? I do get a little bit of, um, I guess maybe like uh, indigestion or like some heartburn from it. Right. But um, I tell you the uh, the physical. Um, I find that it helps me. Maybe it's in my head, but but I really think that um, it's helping me cut some of the the fat that burn, which is your belly. Yeah. Um, and ever since I've been doing it, I've been noticing that I've been losing a lot more belly fat. Um, and so I I work through the the the, the minor heartburn that it does give me from having. Yeah, I'm not trying to discredit by any means. Um, I know that there's a lot of studies out there that pertain to it, but I've just gotten a lot, a lot of mixed, mixed responses from clients that I have personally. I've tried it myself personally, and it was just like hell. And um, maybe I would just say like, for real, like it, it, it fucked me up. So I don't know. It, it, I guess if it's responding to you, good. But there are other ways where you could go out there and even just with a regular pre-workout in the morning, just a suggestion. I'm not trying to tell you what to do by any means, but a pre-workout is going to get your heart rate going. And it, it's potentially going to do the same thing. I think it has the same qualities as, as far in regards to the fat burning aspect, your stomach. Um, the, the acidity, though, I mean, doesn't it fuck with your bile and, and things like that? I, I don't know. It's just a scary subject. But uh, and it and it is. And you know what? I'm not. Uh, I'm not an expert or a doctor. I can only say what works yeah, for yeah. me. And uh, and for me, I've noticed no ill effects. Um, everything has been positive for me. Uh, I also try to buy the the, the best apple cider mm -hmm. vinegar I can buy. Um, the one that I purchase is uh, and and I don't get anything for this, but it's um, it's a it's an unfiltered, unpasteurized uh, apple cider vinegar. Right. So it contains um, all of the biological ingredients that would naturally occur. What brand and, is it? Um, it? It is a Bragg B R A. Yeah, the Bragg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what they sell it at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. They they sell it at Walmart. Every grocery store sells it. Um, it is a raw product. It is unpasteurized and unfiltered. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, you know, when we talk about nutrition, my nutrition now is based along a lot of um, is, is, is raw as I can get the product. Okay. Um, so, you know, if, if I can get something that is unpasteurized, raw and, and organic, um, that's what I'm going to go that well, that, smart man. That's basically the basis for uh, my nutrition anyways is i try to stay away from boxed goods or anything that's overproduced you know what i mean i want i want the stuff that is basically i've got to take it home and i've got to prep it 
for the most part. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm the same way. Yeah, I, I like to eat pretty much everything home cooked from scratch. And yep. I do, I'm the same way with that. It just works out a lot better. Actually, my, my kids don't even really like um, going out to eat that much. They crave the Chinese food like every kid and shit like that. And the McDonald's here and there. But for the most part, when we go out to restaurants, they're like, Dad, this sucks. You could have cooked it at home. <laughs> it's funny. So I guess if I'm doing one thing, I'm doing good is that, you know. That, um, yeah, so that's your um, – how many meals are you doing per day, Matt? Um, you know, I'm, I'm sitting around four or five meals per day. Um, through the week when I'm going to work and I'm out of the house, it's a lot easier to keep on track with that okay. than, uh, than on the weekends when you're home more, uh, you, you, you know, at four or five meals a day, I'm not always hungry, but I always force myself to have something you to get those and, nutrients and that in. could be, yeah, you know what? It could be a green pepper chopped up and I just eat that. And it's just something, you know, yeah. to, to, to keep the, the, the fuel in the tank all the time. Right, and almost like fulfilling that gesture of smoking a cigarette. You know how some people, they get the e-cigarettes now or whatever. It's mm-hmm. just putting something in your mouth, you know, whether it's some people use candy or whatever, you know. But it's just that action, and it's psychologically saying, hey, I ate something. I did good. Yeah, when I was unhealthy and, and, uh, and eating terribly, I used to think that not eating was the key. Mm-hmm. And so I would just not eat anything. I'd have like, you know, uh, some toast or something for breakfast. Right. And then I wouldn't eat anything all, all day long. <clears throat> and then get to like 2 or 3 p.m. And I'm fucking starving. I'm dying. I'm going to eat, you know, I'm going to eat anything. Everything, yeah. And that's when you, yeah, and that's when you find yourself um that's when you find yourself hitting the drive through and stuff like that and and then you're eating your lunch at 3 p.m and then you're you're having another dinner at 5 p.m hey but you know what they they call they call that intermittent fasting now that's what they call that i'm I'm on somewhat (laughs) of a fucking weird diet like that i don't eat until like 12 in the afternoon but um so i like what's the basis in regards to your five meals a day but are you like counting macros calories protein like me personally i only count my my protein and i try to minimize my grams of uh, on my carbs as, as much as possible you know but if i do get a carb it's going to be a really really good carb like i'll just i eat a shitload of sweet potatoes i keep them on deck with me all the time and instead of eating a whole bunch of bread and things like that but my main basis is protein 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 and getting x amount per day in me what do you do you know, I try to do the same thing now. A lot of people are going to subscribe to the theory of, uh, once again, I'm not a doctor, but uh, they'll say one gram of protein per pound of, of body Correct. weight. That's what you should be consuming. Um, now, for me, I'm going to be quite honest with you. At 364, 65 pounds, mm-hmm. uh, there, is, there is no way that I can consume 365 grams of protein, right. only because I find that it does have a negative effect on my body makes me sick to my stomach and I get a lot of gas. You're going to shit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) exactly. So is it as supporting as my wife is when I come home after having like two protein shakes in a day? (laughs) Oh man, it's, it's not a good scene, but so, you know, like, um, yeah, you know, I do, I do the protein shakes. Um, I have a protein shake after the gym, um, because I'm not terribly hungry. Um, but I feel like I need that nutrition. Right. So that's important to me, but primarily I try to stick with a clean protein. Now that could be, um, chicken, uh, or Turkey, um, or I'm a big fan of fish. So I'll, I'll eat a lot of seafood, um, type, uh, tuna and, and salmon. Sorry to interrupt like that. Matt, but, uh, you, you're a hunter as well. 
I, I am, yes, uh, so, to varying degrees of success. So how does, uh, what do you think of like uh, wild game meat and stuff like that? I love wild game meat. Um, I grew up eating that stuff. Um, that's the household I grew up yep. in. Um, I try to stay away from red meat in general now. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, oh, but I do consume it, and and there's a place in in your life for um, for 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 anything that you enjoy. Something for me that I really like is uh, rabbit. A lot of people don't eat rabbit. Um, I'm a big fan of it. I'm from the East Coast. Yeah. Uh, we eat rabbit. And um, so that's something that I still enjoy. That's a red meat. It's very greasy, uh, really fatty, um, but it's it's a nice treat. Yeah, like those, uh, rabbit fluffy, bomb. those fluffy rabbits that hop around? You, you, yeah, you <laughs> yeah rabbits. Them. that's the very ones man and and you know you get a you get a nice rabbit i mean uh you can cook it a a lot of different ways and and like i say um with my wife being french um she's got lots of ideas of uh, how we can make that taste great yeah i grew up um well my grandfather actually made it a lot for us um back in the day when i to make it with like a gravy and um that shit was phenomenal uh, my mom still makes it. We, we don't get it that often. You know what I mean? It's not like something you can go find at any grocery store. But, um, yeah, man, I'm familiar with that shit. It's definitely a good, good food. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and, and when you say about, like, um, you know, hunting and stuff, if, if people aren't familiar with it, hunting is not is necessarily um, as uh, simple as pulling up on the side of the road and walking 10 feet into the bush and, you know, shooting a deer. Um, it's it's a great deal of walking and carrying heavy equipment with you mm-hmm. and um you see a lot of hunters are big guys that's that's what you'll see um but it's incredibly hard to make a, a 13 kilometer hike uh when you're carrying around you know 400 pounds on your body yeah. plus all your gear yeah so um that's something that's actually become easier in my life as well um just because i feel al- almost uh, a bit lighter on my feet doing it what was your biggest uh, aha moment, like, uh, when you started your fitness journey? Like, what stood out to you as, like, at what point did you say, I love this lifestyle and I can't leave it? <laughs> I'm glad you asked me that because um, there is one point in, in particular um, that I think about a lot Um there was, there was two major points in the last, I'd say, five years that stick out in my mind. Um, number one was the, the time when I decided that I, would, that I would change my life and get into a better fitness routine. Yep. And, and number two was the first time that I felt really kind of confident as a result of my hard work and, and success. And, and that, that second time that when I felt confident um, was something Mickey had mentioned earlier. Um, I had a picture with my niece. Uh, we had traveled to France uh, to see her when she was born. And, uh, and, and my wife took a picture of me holding, holding my niece. And, and like I'd said earlier, I was never comfortable taking pictures. And I just didn't like it. Um, and, and, uh, and I looked at that picture later on and, and to be quite honest, it it made me a bit emotional to look at it. And I thought, um, is, is, is much hard work as I knew I was putting in and as much effort as I was putting in at that moment, I kind of felt like, man, look at that. Like you did it. Like you actually took a picture where you look halfway decent 
and and uh, and and to be quite frank, like you look like you're getting a little bit wider and and getting stronger and a bit more cut. I was very proud of myself when I took that picture, mm-hmm. and um, and and I'm and I'm still to this day. I, I still sometimes look at it as kind of like um, a, a moment where it, it stuck out that I was like, I'm on the right track, and I need to keep doing. That's that's, that's the trip. first trophy. Yeah, that's the first trophy of many, Matt. Yeah, for sure. exactly. Yeah, that was that was definitely my first trophy. It was the first time in life that I didn't get the runner-up prize. You yep. know that I got. I actually felt like I'd won. That's so what? I seen. Uh, yeah, speaking of trophies, um, like I said, I went way back to your your earlier posts. You know, um, uh-uh. and um, I, I say obviously, you know, you you know, you you post that you love music and things like that. I, I was wondering yeah. what the uh, final results were on that stampede competition. Did you have a place in that? Did you get to show? Up? Did you guys perform or? The yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, we we didn't we didn't even we didn't even get a call back. Oh, uh, that's a bummer. You still you still pursuing <laughs> you still listen, pursuing the music though? Yeah, you know I got I got a ton of hobbies and I do things that keep me busy. Um, and so music is a big part of my life. It always has been. It always will be. And uh, just like anyone else who plays music or is a musician, um, you know that your success is based on how hard you work and not how much people give you praise. So um, I, I still think that I'm successful at doing that. And I enjoy doing it and uh, I do it for my friends and it's not a profession, but uh, I, I really enjoy uh, at, as a, as a hobby. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Rock out with your yeah, cock out, yeah. baby. <laughs> yeah, you got that right, right? Yeah. I had, I had to throw that one in there. Yeah. Um, you know, for the listeners, um, uh, you know, that as far as the music goes, me and street, you know, this is our first guest appearance. And uh, I'm so digging this. I hope you guys are really digging this. You know, we were definitely keeping it raw and uncut and official. But um, we are going to be incorporating a lot of musicians and in all walks of nature. It predominantly pertains to fitness. But, um, you know, music is what motivates us. You know, you see 90% of the people in the gym, they all got their headphones in. And they're jamming out to something that motivates you. So it's a huge, huge thing. We're going to be bringing some dope-ass music to you guys. And much more, man. But uh, yeah, Matt, this is this has been a dope ass interview, for sure. You know, and if I can if I can add something really quickly, I know um, I really appreciated you guys, you know, reaching out and 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 talking to me about this and saying that people would want to um, to kind of hear maybe what I have to say and, and what I've been through. And I just it's so so many times I try to motivate people and and. Um, and, and I tell them, I say, you know, there's no reason you can't do it. And, and, and everything that you do as a positive, um, any change that you make that's positive is going to be positive towards your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when I got sick and I was in the hospital, um, that this, this goes back to what I said earlier. It was, it was the first moment in my life that, that made me open up my eyes and say, this has got to change is, um, I had a, I had a doctor that was sitting with me and they were asking me what my goals were and, and how I wanted to proceed going forward. Was I going to change my life or was I going to keep living like I was living? Right. And, and, and I explained to him kind of in, in or her, 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 sorry, I explained to her kind of um, in a no care attitude that, you know, I was just going to kind of keep living how I'm living. Doing and, what the fuck you, you wanted know. to do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, you can't tell me anything. And, and she looked at me and, and um, she sticks out in my mind because it changed my life. 
she she says, you know, what do you fear the most? And I said, well, you know, I don't want to I don't want to die as a result of of my lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And she looked me in the eye and she took my hand and she said, listen to me. You're going to kill yourself. Yeah. She kept it 100. And I'll tell you, it was words that I heard. And all the way down from the tips of my toes to the top of my head, I could feel it in my body. And and and, and she wasn't bullshit. Yeah. She was telling me the truth. You felt it was real. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. And and uh, I left out of there and they gave me, I had, you know, 15 medications that I was on. Um, all of a sudden I was pre-diabetic. All of a sudden I was, uh, all of a sudden I was needing to take blood thinners so that I didn't have a blood clot that would cause my heart to stop. Right. And uh, six months of exercise, hard work, uh, and proper nutrition. And today, um, I don't take any prescription medications. Wow. That's an awesome accomplishment, man. I don't have a problem with, there's no diabetes. Um, there's, there's no more blood thinners. There's nothing. The only thing that I take now is a multivitamin in the morning, you know, and, and it's just a true testament to how powerful our body is and how strong it can be as long as we give it what it needs and we don't cripple it with all the things that it doesn't that need. That it doesn't need, exactly. yeah. Question oh, yeah, for Matt. you. Um, yeah. Matt, uh, you, you had a trainer for a while as well. Uh, can you give us some thoughts on that? Sure. Um, I obviously had never really stepped foot in the gym up to that point. I'd heard about it and I thought that it wasn't for me and that I would never fit in. Yep. So when I started going to the gym, I met a trainer there um, and uh, and his name was Zeke. And he um, he was he was overweight at one point in his life, too. And now the guy's big. He's jacked, you know, like he's looking like a strong guy. Yeah. And, um, and I thought, and, and to say about how supportive my wife was, she says, it's so important that you stick to this lifestyle. She says, I think it's important that you get the trainer and you build a good foundation. Mm -hmm. And so I had a trainer for six months and, um, and, and I, and what, what I learned the most was, um, how to properly do the things in the gym that I was going to be doing from that point forward. Yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and, and kind of to, to give me a barometer to see um, where I was and where I was where I was going. So the the, the trainer really helped me get onto the right track. Um, I don't have a trainer now because I feel like I used it as a foundation and to teach me the basics of it. And once I had the basics, I'm just running on my own. But to say um, to answer your question, Street. Um, I think a trainer, if you have no experience at the gym, if you are uncomfortable and you don't know what you're doing, it's so important because had I gone to the gym and had there been no one there to show me what to do and to make me feel good about doing it, I probably would have gave up after 10 days. Yeah. Yeah. And also another thing, another, another thing with the trainer uh, is that they, they kind of give you that. It's, it's like, even though it's a, it's almost like per se a short term goal. Or that person, that extra person there motivating you. Like, you can be self-motivated and say, hey, the first week, I'm going to make a change. You know, everyone everyone does every year, New Year's. I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to, you know, get in shape. And they go there for a week. And the next thing you know, oh, I'm sore. And they never go back. That training aspect of it definitely gives you that motivation, especially if you have one that cares about you. Hey, give me a call. You know, hey, where you at? You're missing, you know, you're missing your appointment. You're late. 
Um, so yeah, definitely take your baby steps. Great advice, Matt, for sure. I see some people at the gym and, and you can see it and it's not something that I shame anyone at, but you can always tell when someone's new at the gym. And I always think to myself, because I see them doing exercises, which is basically they're hitting every body part in that one day. You know, the guy's doing bench presses. He's doing squats. He's, you know, he's hey, doing everything. You know what? I'm, hey, 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 take it easy. I'm that asshole. <laughs> hey, and, and, and for your first and for your, first I heard you, Street. There, Fuck you, Street. I heard you on that one. <laughs> he was laughing before you finished your sentence, motherfucker. <laughs> and uh, you know, all I can think is is that you're gonna wake up tomorrow and you're gonna be so fucking sore that you're not gonna want to come back to the gym. <laughs> to put it in perspective, and, hey, hey uh, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna hey. have you back and touch on that one, man. Fuck that, because hey, you know what? I do it. I do it every day. <laughs> Hey, Mickey. No disrespect. No, no, no. What he was saying, (laughs) what he was saying was for uh, first time people that go to the gym. Yes. Not, not somebody that's conditioned to that style of work. No, I know, I know. Uh, Come on, I just heard you (laughs) chuckling over there, motherfucker. I heard that chuckle. I knew. I listen. I I knew. I know. Street. When we get up, when we finish this podcast, he's gonna bust my balls for the next year. So (laughs) (laughs) that statement doesn't apply to anyone who's used to putting in the work, and anyone who's a beast like you two guys. (laughs) You can do it. Uh, But if it's your first trip, you know you should you should uh, baby steps. Yeah, for sure start somewhere exactly but uh yeah man i want to i want to thank you for coming on today it was really enlightening really put things in perspective and hopefully you uh inspired others to take that step or people that have taken that step uh just to keep pushing and keep doing it absolutely absolutely well well spit um i want to leave us on this leave us with a great post that our brother Matt left us with um, and it starts off and just says uh, we only speak four languages over here at Weekly Goals and Gains. That's English, profanity, sarcasm and real shit. Words from the man Will Ferrell coming straight to you guys. Focus on your bread but most importantly watch those carbs. AKA stay sucker free to the next one. Keep pushing baby. That was Thanks guys. Yeah, thank. Yeah, I, I was listen. I was gonna, I was gonna hit you with that quote earlier. I forgot that I jotted it down on paper. I was fucking laughing my ass off. I said it's perfect for the podcast. <laughs> so thank you for that, Matt. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, thank you, Matt. We appreciate it. it. Yeah, man. Listen, stay in touch with me. Reach out anytime. This was super, super dope, man. I really appreciate you. Definitely, definitely stay focused, man. And anything in me and Street can do, you already know what it is, bro. Yeah, anything you know. If I can, uh, if anyone wants to reach out to me, feel free. I appreciate talking to you guys, and and I really look up to you, and I think everyone else should um, watch what these guys are doing because um, it is it is a great way to learn uh, just how to go to the gym and be that monster that you want to be. Just watch what these guys are doing. What's your uh, Instagram, Matt? Uh, my Instagram is uh, even in the quietest moments. Excellent. How, why did you choose that name? That uh, goes back to my music thing. Uh, my favorite band of all time is Supertramp, and uh, the favorite album from Supertramp is Even in the Quietest Moments. Oh, uh, it's a shit. very great jazzy uh, type music. If you haven't listened to Supertramp, or maybe you haven't listened to it in a while, go back and listen to it. It is awesome shit. Like You don't get music like this anymore. Excellent. Oh, yeah.
Once again, music motivating us as well. <laughs> Rock out with your cock out there. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, had to get another one. That's you guys fun. are great. I love you. <laughs> but Matt, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna All get right, you man. back on some other time as well. It was that was awesome energy. I love the way it uh, came together there. So, um, yeah, I'd love to do this again with you. I appreciate it, guys. I, I'm I'm always open to do it. You just reach out, and I'll make anything work. I'd I'd love to uh, I'd love to get on and and chat and uh, anytime. 